What's up, everyone? Welcome to the How with How Tear podcast, where the how stands for helping others win. Well, we rap about everything from wealth building to real estate investing and literally everything in between. My name is Marcid Hatcher, and today I have three of my brothers here, three of my closest brothers here, yes, sir. and I want them to introduce themselves. And I know you guys noticed something special on the panel today. Everyone has something special on their chest except me, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want to pass it to my brother over here, Mr. Michael, and then we go come this way. Dennis, you'll be next, and then we'll finish up with my brother over here, Caleb. How's it going, everybody? My name is Michael Piles, proud member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I was initiated at the Gamma Kappa Chapter, which is Clark Atlanta University, in spring of 2008. And yes, I am the flyest one on the panel today. <laughs> I, I'll give uh, yeah, you know, I, I would beg to differ about that, <laughs> but you know, we'll pass it back to me. Uh, Dennis Earls, I'm a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I was made at the University of Southern California, Ooh, initiated 3394 124710. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I am here. I'm one of the managing partners at the Halterra Group. Um, and I have one of my, my chapter mates, Caleb, Alpha Delta Chapter. Uh, the arrogant and defiant uh, is what we do. Well, no, it's, it's always a be a pleasure right next to my my, my pro fight. Uh, I think I got in the game, and I know we're going to go about this a little bit later in in the podcast of like how we use Greek life to get. I mean, it started off with this man going through kind of the, the interest uh, group pro podcast. But essentially, uh, my name is Caleb Dawkins. I'm one of the co-founders of the Las Vegas Private Bank, J.P. Morgan. I focus on professional uh, athletes and entertainers uh, as well as private equity um, and real estate investors. So happy to be here. Love it, love it, love it, Caleb. Dennis, were you gonna say something? I, was, I mean, look, just having him here today is a blessing. Okay, I thought you were gonna say word. something alpha related. I was nah, gonna say, man, we, we gave y'all y'all time. We're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> okay. game bang today on the, on the camera. <laughs> all right, all right, well, <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not gonna do yeah. that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna finish it up. My name is Marcid again. Yeah. Okay, I know he said he's the flyest one up here, but that's, and that's fine, okay? <laughs> I'm from Theta Sigma chapter, UNLV, Spring 04, Deuce Club. But just very happy to be here with you brothers today. Cause uh, you know, where I wanna start with this conversation, it's, I know we're going to get into the investing and everything like that, but let's set the tone. I mean, let's talk a little bit about Greek life. Why you even got into Greek life? Because everybody doesn't have to do that. So mm. I'm going to go with my with my fraternity brother over here first. Tell me a little bit about your, your journey. You sure Alpha shouldn't be first? No, I'm sure. Okay. I'm I'm sure. Just yeah, you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two ways. Um, <laughs> for me, it's all about legacy. That's one of the reasons why I'm so enamored with the Halter group and everything we're building. Um, it just plays into, you know, my life story. My dad is a noob as well. Uh, he pledged at um, the University of California, Riverside in 1975. He was on their charter line. And sure. so my dad is like a superhero to me. That's yes, all. Awesome. Yes, he, uh, he, he set the tone. And so I grew up. I was one of those. I was one of those young boys wearing the uh, future noob shirts, yeah. you know. Had the little candy canes in my crib and everything, yes, the Christmas sir. shoots. Yes, and so essentially the reason that I pledged was to further the legacy that my father and so many great men of Kappa Alpha Psi had built before me. Uh, but once I got older and I started to realize what the fraternity represented mm -hmm. um, and everything that we do in terms of, you know, the culture for service and our mission to uh, foster achievement in every field of human endeavor, yes, sir. it just, it was germane to who I am as a person, who I am as a professional, and it resonated with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why uh, I was so fortunate to be made <laughs> in spring 08. And, you know, to those that are in the Greek community, I did want to shout out, I am a five club, 
Uh, I was uh, the pole mark of my chapter, yes, sir. you know, for two years. And, uh, you know, I pledged for 10 weeks, one day, 23 hours, 48 minutes and 38 seconds. Mm. Nice. You know, so nice. just so you just so you know, it's real. But yeah. Okay. That's what it's all about. Love it, love it, love it. Great, great story, by the way. I love it. I love I'm gonna it. I'm going to go to Dennis next. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone's story is different. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, coming from a, a large family, I'm the first to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in so many black families, you know, that's a, a story that's similar to so many, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. First to go to college, first experience what college life is all about, mm -hmm. right? And then when you step onto to a college campus, you're trying to figure yourself out and, you know, where do I go and what do I do? Who do I talk to? And, you know, who's that girl over there? Who's that? Whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just trying to find who I am. And I think learning more about Alpha and the history of Alpha Phi Alpha, the brothers who were on campus at USC at that time, the organizations in which they were they were a part of and running, you know, 100 Black Men mm -hmm. and, you know, Nesby and so many different other orgs. It put me into a position of who am I? You know, who do I want to be in life? What direction am I going? And for me to be just a leader, just a natural leader, someone who creates, right? Mm -hmm. Halter, like we, we collectively, we created mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. I like creating things and seeing things come to what it is. And for me, just Alpha, Dr. King, Thurgood Marshall, W.E.B. Du Bois, and so many others, you know, I saw myself in them. Mm -hmm. And that's what draw me into, you know, Alpha Phi Alpha. You know, I was one of... 14 when we started, it was three that crossed. I was the okay. four online. Yes, okay. You know, we have a chapter that's notorious for doing things that <laughs> I don't know if we can say that on camera. We shouldn't do it. <laughs> I, 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 should, I shouldn't say that, right? We're all we're all not here for attorneys, right? But yeah. it was a process. And I think through that process, it really made me who I am today. That's real. That's right? I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna actually jump on that. I mean, like when you say like similar stories, the first to go to college mm -hmm. in your family, mm -hmm. I have that exact same story. You yep. know, like the youngest of eight, but the first to go to first to go to college. Um, over sixty plus nieces and nephews, and thank God, I mean, a lot of them have now matriculated through through college and everything, and mm -hmm. through Greek life as well. Home. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but for me, it was you know a lot of the the, the fathers on my on my street actually, mm -hmm. you know, they were all noobs, mm -hmm. like literally all of them, nice. and they were like the best men that you know outside of my father. My father was also a superhero to me, but they were just amazing men, amazing family men, giving back to their communities and just doing everything that you can think of as far as just sitting in a positive light and that's why i just wanted to do it before i got to college and then when i actually stepped foot on campus i actually started off at southern university in baton rouge oh, yeah. and getting on campus and seeing what i had known or, or had witnessed you know as a child and seeing it carried forward with these brothers that were there on the campus mm -hmm. i didn't pledge at southern because i actually transferred to unlv but once i got to unlv it was just something that I had to do, yep. you know, and yeah. so uh, I've been very fortunate, you know what I'm saying? It's been amazing to my life, a very big plug to my life and wouldn't have it any other way. No offense to you brothers, but. That's um, but I mean, that's, that's powerful, right? Yeah. Because, you know, your introduction was from men on your block, yeah. in yeah. your street, yeah. in your community, yeah. right? So your network, yeah. right? Those men had a piece in guiding you and who you are today. No doubt. And Word you're a out. successful man, no right? And that's based on just positivity no doubt. around the black male, no the doubt. black household, no the black yes, family, yeah. right? No so no matter if you're an alpha, kappa, omega, sci-fi, phi, beta, sigma, iota, phi, theta, mm -hmm. whoever shaped you to be who you are today mm -hmm. is, is positive, right? No I'm happy because this brother right here, I had the opportunity to meet him while he was a freshman or a sophomore at USC. I think fresh, yeah, freshman. Freshman, yeah. 
And just having the opportunity to go back, you know, reaching back into, you know, college life in USC and black men, right? And teaching them the trials and tribulations, the pitfalls to avoid, mm. how to be successful, how to navigate going through, you know, a PWI, mm. right? How to navigate, you know, Alpha Phi Alpha yeah. or the process in which you're getting ready to embark, embark yeah. upon. Mm -hmm. I think that was important for you, right? And Absolutely. I think for us, the Community Outreach Council, that's a vehicle how we, you know, weed out our members, our no aspirants, right? No doubt. You know, we we gave you the Community Outreach Council as right. a vehicle for you to, to really demonstrate, okay, what's your IQ in terms of financial Absolutely. literacy, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's your IQ in terms of building and creating, you know, how yeah. do you put things together? Are you a leader? Are you a follower? What do you do? Absolutely. And I think for just seeing him to where he started, to where he is today, it's just outstanding, right? Because, yeah. I mean, come on, J.P. Morgan Chase, graduate of USC things you're doing with the professional athletes, it's powerful, yeah. right? And I'm glad to have a piece of that. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in here. I actually was a part of the Kappa League when I was in uh, high school. And the crazy thing about that is that I didn't think other white folks had fraternities. So when I got to USC, I was like, what's this role? Like, what are, what are all of these white, I only thought, black communities have fraternities because that's all that I was raised mm -hmm. over. And like, despite what organization you're a part of, there were great men that were Kappas that helped me when I were in high school. When I got to USC, I just identified more because a lot of people that I looked up to on campus, my profile, Scholar Dunn, he oh, happened to be an alpha. So you kind of just roll with the alphas. But I think the point that Dennis was mentioning is that as we were going through our interest group, that's when I was like, it's kind of, it's brotherhood. But like, these are like principles that's also going to help me better my career. Mm -hmm. So when I was at uh, SC, I was majoring in accounting with a minor in music recording. And one of the first assignments that I think Dennis gave us because he was leading our interest group was you need to create an organization called the Community Outreach Council. Mm -hmm. Then he started talking about all these 501c3s. Uh, and I'm just like, I have no idea what this man is talking about. <laughs> How to like take taxes and be able to use donations to go against your income and how to become a self-reliant you know, business, but we're like freshmen in college, man. I'm trying to see where the, where the next party at, like, you know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right, right. But like, it was so instrumental to us because as soon as we crossed, the first thing that uh, me and my line brothers did is we got a house together. Mm -hmm. We didn't have like a specific house on the road, but we had a house as a house as alphas together. How can we leverage that to be able to make sure that we are a self-sustained organization on campus where if we wanted to do an organization, we didn't have to go to USC to get the money. Yeah. And we could filter that through the Community Outreach Council as something that was separate from Alpha, but still bring in revenue that if we wanted to do a Miss Black and Gold pageant, we could do what we want and do when we want it because we had the revenue and money to, to produce it. We were bringing so much money from just the parties that we were doing. We were able to subsidize some of our fraternity brothers like housings and yeah. rent. So like that aspect kind of just like, yo, I don't really want to go into the entertainment. I want to learn more about this business there stuff. So then I just kind of kept locked in with Dennis as go. I was moving through like the banking industry um, and leveraging the fraternity from there. So like, I mean, to your point, like both of your fathers, my father, he was a uh, he was a Freemason. Um, he mm -hmm. didn't really know mm -hmm. much about mm -hmm. kind of like the divine nine. He knew about masonry. But anytime yep. I asked him, he said, if I tell you I have to kill you. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what that means. Yeah. Um, but I think the first time that I uh, read about Alpha, or learned about Alpha is when I asked my uh, football coach to sign a Kappa League 
paper for me. You needed to get like references. And he was an alpha. Mm. And he told me, he's like, you think I crossed the burning sands to sign this piece of paper for you? <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. Well, but I think yeah. that was the first time yeah. that I kind of hit my mind about how strong this brotherhood could be. And even to be on this panel right now yeah. to show you how strong the brotherhood actually lasts even past college. Okay. I think yeah. I think that's a, an incredible point that you're making. <laughs> Not only does it last past college, but it starts before college. Absolutely. Yes. And I think a lot of times when people think of fraternities, mm. you know, they're thinking of organizations on campus, guys throwing parties, frat boys, getting mm. drunk, getting girls, mm. strolling, stepping, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. But the vestiges of our organizations run so deep in the community. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you brought up Kappa League and it's dope, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's really, you know, when you get to college, who you resonate with is who you resonate with, who you right. gravitate towards. So it's no big deal, you know, that you started off in Kappa League and then you ended up mm -hmm. being an alpha. Right. That's actually really dope because mm -hmm. it just shows the nature of our organizations mm -hmm. and how they can impress upon the youth, mm -hmm. right? All of our organizations started as undergraduate organizations. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's just so dope that they have matriculated over the years into giving back so impactfully to the to the young ones. You mm -hmm. know, I also was in Kappa League myself. Okay, um, Kappa League for those that don't that don't know is an initiative under the Guide Right program of Kappa Alpha Psi. And so this is uh, an initiative that we have where essentially we take middle school and high school age young men and uh, we show them how to be productive young men you know i remember some of my coolest memories in middle school high school in kappa league was learning how to tie a tie mm -hmm. right these are these are fundamental things and it just goes beyond the scope of stepping and wearing letters and being cool and running the yard yeah. these are fu foundational things that Absolutely, are so cool yeah. and they carry through if you're if you're lucky enough to be involved as a kid, but it carries through yeah. even beyond the college experience, which is, which is so dope. Well, expand on that, you know, beyond the college experience, yeah. you know, how do you think being a Kappa, a member of Kappa Alpha Psi has helped you in where you are today? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people that going through my process in college, it made me feel invincible. Mm -hmm. Right. I grew up on the outskirts of Los Angeles. I grew up in the Inland Empire mm -hmm. uh, in, in a, a neighborhood called yeah Chino I Hills, eat. California. Yeah. And I grew up where I was the only black family on my street. You know, I was surrounded by, you know, Caucasian and Asian families. And for me, the college experience was kind of like a culture shock. Right. Because all my schools, mm -hmm. I was always the minority. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when I got into, I actually went to an HBCU, Clark Atlanta University. So I kind of had, you know, I had the Greek experience. I had the HBCU experience, yep. um, you know, the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to answering, when it comes to answering your question, going through my process instilled in me the fact that I can do absolutely anything. It was one of those things where it's like, like they say about New York City, right? If you mm -hmm. can make it here, you can make, make it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was the deal with, with pledging KSI, right? It was if you can make it, you know, if you could cross these burning sands, you can do absolutely anything. And so it just it empowered me, man. You know, when I when I graduated from uh, college in 2010, I went to work in the in the in corporate America for a Fortune 50 company. Mm -hmm. I was the minority. You know, I was probably one percent, if, if not less than one percent yep. of black people in my in my you know initiation claim my training class for this corporation mm -hmm. but you know i could get in those rooms i could have those conversations i could pitch you know my my things just like it you know with the best of them mm -hmm. and a lot of that came from my pledge process a lot of that came from my fraternity mm -hmm. and to further that 
the network, right? Absolutely, so yeah. once again, this particular corporation that I that I was in, um, that I was working for when I graduated, was in Min is Minnesota. I'm mm -hmm. from Los Angeles, right? Mm -hmm. So I I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota, right out of college, mm -hmm. and I didn't know anybody. And crazy enough, my email was it had 1911 in it, right? Mm -hmm. The year we were founded, yeah. and one of the, the executives at you know this corporation, they saw my email and reached out to me as you know being a new trainee in the training class, right? They reached out to me and they were like, hey, by any chance do you know Diggs? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. are, you, are you a member of this you know, organization? And yeah. I said, yeah, absolutely. When I tell you that having not known anybody in Minnesota, being super nervous, you know, mm -hmm. my first time in the real world, right? This isn't college anymore. Yeah. I'm going to work. And this man, you know, he opened his home to me before I had an apartment out there. He got me ingratiated to the culture out there. He took me out to eat. He showed me around and made me feel at home. And these are just anecdotes of yeah. how of how cool it is to be a part of such illustrious I networks. think the point that you made about being invincible, like that... I think that's kind of the one thing yeah. that I got from going from college and then going into, you know, where I was like probably the only black person in the building yeah, at yeah. JP Morgan. So I had just graduated from SC. I was going to San Francisco 2017. This is when like crypto was taking off, tech mm -hmm. companies. And then I think in the first six months, I was the most junior analyst on the team, but mm. so many analysts had quit that I became the most senior analyst. Mm. I didn't know anything. Mm. We were doing a long hours, coming in at like 7 a.m., leaving at 3 a.m. And wow. I was always happy to come to work. And somebody brought me to the side and they're like, yo, like what? Like something is off. Like, <laughs> why are you, like, I don't feel like you're tired. You're happy to be in work. And I, I reply, and maybe you guys could identify, it's like, I've been in some other places at 3 a.m. in the morning. Right, 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 right. And to be in an office with air conditioning, you know, you're paying me a salary, and you're going to send me on an Uber black home? <laughs> it's like, this is actually not that bad. Um, and I don't think other people outside of the Greek life would understand that because you feel invincible. It's like, I've dealt with a lot of harder things that I did not think I would yeah. make through. Yeah. And I always go back to those uh, pledge days yeah. where it's like, have I done anything harder than this? It's like, absolutely have. And if yeah. I could be here to say the Testament today, then it's like this work that you guys are giving me understanding yeah. it's like, it literally is nothing. nothing. So like, I really, really appreciate that, that invincibility aspect right, of yeah. it because you truly do feel like you could take on the world after you go through yeah. A Greek organization. That's yeah. right. I'm, I'm gonna take a stab at that. That as well. I mean, a lot of the the mentors, but most importantly, the sponsors mm -hmm. that I've had in my life, literally inside of the workplace and outside of the workplace, mm -hmm. have been members of the Divine Nine. So not necessarily just members of Kappa Alpha Psi, mm -hmm. not necessarily members of Alpha Phi Alpha, but literally the Divine Nine. The man who taught me about stocks, mutual funds, and things like that was a member of Phi Beta Sigma. He would wake me up. I mean, literally in high school wake me up before high school, probably around like five in the morning, pull me in his garage, teach me the game, yeah. send me off to school. And then when I get out of school, he say, let's, you know, let's, let's see what you learn today, et cetera, et cetera. One of the, the founders of Nesby, I'm a civil engineer, one of the founders of Nesby, he's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. He was somebody who had a lot of influence in like how I directed my life as far as figuring out what I actually wanted to do after college, where I actually went to uh, the general contracting space. And then I can think all the way until now, my biggest contracts that I've won in my career have been 
due to a contact that I've had in the Divine Nine. As far as literally my largest contract, I mean, literally I recognized somebody's band as I was sitting there trying to have lunch with him in a, in a sales, in a little sales pitch or whatever. He was a member of Omega Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. one of the top technology companies in the world. And we literally stopped talking about work after I recognized that, gave, you know, asked him a few random questions or whatever. We shot the, the shit for a little while and I got an email later that day saying I had won a $5 billion contract. That's amazing. Like, That's awesome. Like, That's amazing. That's li- awesome. like literally, yeah. you know what I'm saying? To work with work with his company. Yeah. Um, billion, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, not million. I, I always say yeah, that billion didn't come to me, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I say all that to say, I mean, just that divine nine, it goes a long way, man. Just that network. I won't yeah. be redundant to what you all just mentioned, but it goes a long way. But you know what, Marcy? Person. You have an interesting perspective mm-hmm. because- Michael, you went to HBCU, Clark Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Caleb and I both went to PWI, mm-hmm. USC. Oh. You went to both. Went to both, You went baby. to Southern and you went to oh, UNLV, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. what's the difference? Man, the difference is everything you can imagine. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> yo, I mean, the HBCU life is, is amazing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The history that it comes with, yeah. the people that attend HBCU, some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. I want to say, H- speaking from an engineer's perspective, HBCUs, you know, obviously... People matriculate through HBCUs and become like the largest population of black engineers come from HBCUs. Let me say that correctly, yeah, sure. which is amazing. And so, uh, but it's everything you can imagine, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I won't steal your thunder as far <laughs> as like talking about what HBCU life is like, but that's what I took from it. I, I grew up in a black neighborhood. I went to black schools all, all of my life as far as junior high school, elementary, was heavily recruited for football coming out of college, but a very important person in my life. I was in a pro- program called College Bound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I still, uh, if I necessarily agree with it, but she was like, forget all of those football offers you got from, you know, all these big time schools, go to HBCU, go to Southern. And so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but anyway, I went out there. She, t- she actually took me on a trip out there. She took me to meet the, the chancellor, football coach and everything. They offered me a scholarship as well. And she was like, this is where you need to be. Like, this is home. This is where you're going to learn your culture and just everything that comes with it. And I enjoyed it. You know, it was a, it was an amazing experience. The reason why I left is because I did an exchange program. And the reason why I ended up in Vegas is because this is, what, 2008 or so. So this is when all of, I'm sorry, 2004. So this is when construction and mm-hmm. everything is like huge out there. Vegas is really transforming. So a lot of the classes that I would take while I was doing this exchange program, they were just amazing and very hands-on. Mm-hmm. So my labs were like, going to a hotel being built where I could actually see the infrastructure mm-hmm. and everything, see and touch it. I wasn't getting that mm-hmm. at Southern. So that's why I made the decision to go ahead and uh, transfer schools. And it was an amazing decision. You know, right. I still uh, have amazing friends and, and network of people who, you know, came from me transitioning over to uh, a PWI. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't regret anything. You know, that's I don't dope. regret anything. That's dope. That's dope. Let me ask you, Michael. You know, obviously, we're we're all educated. We're smart black men. We're successful in, in our careers, right? And we're all here on the How by Halter podcast, helping others win. And being a Kappa, and being an Alpha, mm-hmm. I ask both of you, right? How how do you see D nine participating and having an impact within Halter, and or how can Halter have an impact on the D nine? So I'll, I'll kick off. You know, we're talking about these institutions of higher learning, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about PWIs, HBCUs, 
it's actually really funny that you that you said that about being recruited for football. Mm -hmm. uh, I was recruited heavily for basketball coming out of high school. My dad played at UCR. Uh, he was a D1 athlete, All-American, played in McDonald's All-American game. Nice. So I had kind of seen that. My dad played a little bit overseas, didn't get drafted to the league. But, you know, I saw his trajectory. And what I knew for myself was, one, being six foot, six one, I was kind of undersized for my position, mm -hmm. right? And two, I didn't have to just be an athlete, right? Like I was really good, but my passion and my love wasn't to go to the NBA, mm -hmm. right? I wanted to create wealth. I wanted to live a great lifestyle, but I knew there was another way to do it. And so I actually turned down several offers to go to PWIs because like I mentioned earlier, growing up in Chino Hills around, you know, all people that didn't look like me, I wanted the opportunity to be able to go mm -hmm. to an HBCU and experience that culture where people did look like me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I did it. It was the best decision of my life to go to Clark Atlanta University because for the first time I was immersed in an environment where not only did everyone look like me and, and resonate with my cultural you know, idiosyncrasies, mm -hmm. but also everyone there was striving for excellence. When I went to school, there was a concept that we learned called the talents intent, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, and essentially the talents intent, just to paraphrase, is the best of the best. It's the cream of the crop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so taking the, the long route to your question, Dennis, the way that I see Greek organizations working with Halter Group and vice versa is that you have this intrinsic collection of the best of the best coming together through group group economics, coming together, building a, a, a brain trust, coming together, building something huge that otherwise we're not able to do in our segmented worlds, right? Mm -hmm. and, let's be, and let's be quite honest. When you think about you know, being African-American, especially being successful mm -hmm. you know, African-Americans in our, in our prospective careers, mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but we are the minority. You know, we're often marginalized. I'm sure you, know, you talked about being at JP Morgan, you know, not seeing folks that look like you, same thing with me at my corporation, we can go round and round. Mm -hmm. We can talk about our clients in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. How many of them look like us mm -hmm. versus how many, how many don't. And yeah. so I feel like the Halter Group provides a platform that essentially not only galvanizes the best of the best from our culture, but even those in our culture that didn't go to HBCUs, that aren't Greek, to understand what it's all about, mm -hmm. right? When you think about Greek life, there's an esoteric quality to it, right? Yeah. I mean, we are secret societies, you know, so mm -hmm. to speak. Right. And so what I love about Halter Group is it's not a secret society. Mm -hmm. There's nothing esoteric about it. We are giving this information out. We're mm -hmm. unveiling, you know, the, the curtain, mm -hmm. so to speak. And so all these things that people on the outside of our organizations might not be privy to, People, you know, in, in real estate, as we talk about wealth building, might not be privy to Halter Group is forming these conne these connections. Right. And I feel like Greek organizations are the perfect affiliates mm -hmm. to galvanize these things because that's what that's what we do. That's it. I think on that point, what I'll say is that not yet, 
but I, I haven't got invested yet. But we we will. We will have to talk about that off. Got to do that. Got to do that. But like I've looked at Dennis and what he was doing in real estate. Like I remember we showed up. I was like, you own? He's like, yeah. This is one of my problems. And I'm like in college. I'm like, yo, this is so dope. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like just to go across LA and just to have these different properties. So since day one, what I was doing just by kind of looking, watching his steps is I saved my money in hopes that I could purchase my my own house and not a house for myself, but a house to be able to just essentially use that and leverage that to invest in more properties. Again, I haven't invested a dollar, but because I have that Greek relationship with Dennis, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to do this. Like, what are your thoughts about this? Like he's doing way more, you know, the group is doing way bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys are very busy but he still takes a time out to help me with my little duplex or triplex that I'm trying to get. Right. But I'm saying that's the Greek element, the brotherhood of it is yeah. like, yo, I'm doing this big thing, but I'm never have not enough time to be able to kind of reach down and kind of help you yeah. help you out with your stuff. And that right there is it's super powerful to bring kind of what can the Halter group and what is Greek life doing It's just like essentially building wealth. So like when my kids they don't have to go through the same things that our grandfathers and great grandfathers have to do, uh, do with it. And that's what I do every day is talk about building generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The largest yeah. assets on most people's balance sheets is home. That's mm-hmm. the first time you take a big loan and you buy an asset. And the thing about us as a, a black community is we really talk about debt and we get this negative connotation about it. But it's like, why do we think debt as so negative? Whereas when I talk to some of my very, very, very wealthy white folks, mm-hmm. they talk about debt and they talk about it with just so much positive because they don't see uh, debt as a hurdle, but more as a tool. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like the Hall Terror Group is like, how can we educate us as a black community to leverage Yeah debt no pun intended but yeah. be able to use that because it takes money to get money yeah. and if you don't have money then you need to get a loan from the bank and these are not things that i had to go into the private bank and learn these are things that i was getting dropped by just going through an alpha phi alpha interest group or a right. kappa league right. um group that were getting way way before you go through college like yeah. these are just yeah. principles that greek life and just prominent black men in my life helped me understand I didn't understand what they were saying. Of course, it was going in and out the other. But when I was yeah. like, oh, I started getting my own money. I was like, oh, you know what? I actually, I remember Dennis uh, saying something yeah. about that. Yeah. That's why this podcast is so dope. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, helping others win. It's essentially, it's who we are, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We are helping mm-hmm. others win. And now we are taking the strategic steps and creating strategic partnerships within the D9, right? We're yeah. already partnering with, you know, the regional and national org within Alpha Phi Alpha. Right. We are now starting the process to do the same within Kappa Alpha side. Sure. We are anxiously waiting for members of Phi Beta Sigma, Omega Psi Phi, uh, Iota Phi Theta and all the sororities to align with us because there's so much knowledge and information that we as black men and we as an organization can give to these organizations to where collectively we as one can buy so much real estate, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. So much wealth is passed through real estate. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's, the greatest, it's the greatest way of passing that wealth. right there, I don't mean to cut you off. So much wealth is passed through, like this is the stuff that yeah. I get passionate about. Yes. Because yeah. like, like taking it back years, yeah. like uh, what is it, 40 acres and a mule? Absolutely. The reason why that was so important is because the 40 acres and a mule that we did not get is the reason why we have such a significant wealth gap in the United States right now. Indeed. Um, yeah. And the reason, like just to break it down, be super simple. Mm-hmm. The reason why real estate is so key is because a lot of the wealth that's generated with some of our white counterparts that are not paying taxes is because they're passing 
on real estate and the tax benefits that you get that when I die and I give my real estate to my next generation, I get a step up in basis. So essentially that means that if they were to sell that, what I bought it at is now becoming the market value at when I offered it up to them. So when they sell that, that's just cash. They don't have to pay any taxes. And that's why it's so key to being able, like real estate is building generational wealth. Like Mm -hmm. that is a why there's so much wealth locked up in some of these very, very top 1% white families is because it's acquiring assets. Mm -hmm. You need to have as many assets as possible. And to like any of the students that are in college right now, listening out there, it's like, start right now. Like you Mm -hmm. don't need to wait. Like if I knew the stuff that I did now, I would have been doing this if I was in elementary school. Like, yo, take that dollar and put it in something. Right, um, but I just really yeah. wanted that really kind of hit me like, yo, passing wealth, like real estate is the way to go. And, and can I speak to that generational point you made? Absolutely. Because it's just so it's so important. And one of the things with Halter Group that I absolutely love is that the very ethos of what we do at Halter Group, when you talk about syndication, right, mm-hmm. or group economics, you talk about coming together to purchase large assets that you otherwise couldn't do on your own. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's so powerful and it feeds into what we're talking about, the Greek, the divine nine narrative, right? Brotherhood, sisterhood, is because you're talking about things and taking action that essentially overturns a lot of the trauma generationally mm-hmm. that we have in the black community, mm-hmm. right? What I mean by that is this, let's be honest, in the black community, a lot of times we have a crab in the, in the barrel mentality, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's, it's not necessarily our fault. You know, these are remnants of past slave days and things of that nature where we were pitted against each other, mm-hmm. right? Let's just be real. And it's taken a long time and we have a long way to go to get over that. But groups like the Halter Group, I feel are making huge impacts on overcoming that generational trauma, mm-hmm. right? And Greek organizations, it's the same thing because whereas other cultures, mm-hmm. they understand group economics. They understand working together to buy businesses. They they understand working together to buy land and real estate. That's not something that we naturally have an understanding of because that was stripped from us many, many years ago, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But forming the Halter Group is bringing that back to the forefront. Yep, and sorry. Greek organizations, we understand that because of what we went through in mm-hmm. undergrad, because of our processes because mm-hmm. of the brotherhoods and sisterhoods we formed mm-hmm. we intrinsically understand that so you connect the divine nine with the halter group and you have a powerful synergy exactly. that we're able to give out to the community and, and it goes to the extent of even like our founders you know yes. like it goes from the beginning i can only speak on alpha Phi alpha so i went to cornell for the first time yeah. to do a financial literacy group with one mm-hmm. of the uh, black student unions there and like i could say when i got on campus like i felt a bit you know a bit uncomfortable just because like I was back where I was in a foreign place, black man, and I just kind of see all these white students. So in a way, I felt like I was back in USC. But then I kind of felt inspired because I'm like, yo, back in 1906, like this is pre-30. <laughs> so like exactly. if I feel uncomfortable right now, exactly. like how did they feel when they're trying to establish an organization mm-hmm. on an Ivy League and a predominantly white institution? So mm-hmm. I'm like, you ain't got no, you, mm-hmm. you have right. no worries right. right now. So I'm saying understanding that overcoming barriers, coming together to go against like whatever oppression has been happening is just built from like the foundation of the Divine Nine since its inception. Yeah, that's that's a great segue. That's so let me ask you, D9 conversation, mm-hmm. right? You are who you are at JP Morgan Chase. You are a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. And we have so many investors who are watching this podcast. Mm-hmm. That investor has children, boys mm-hmm. and girls, right? 
in the spirit of helping others win, right? If you can provide a nugget to the youth to give them information, how would you help others win? Man, you put him on a spot. Uh, that's a great question. I think there's two things that come to mind. One of the sayings that I live by um, as I've kind of worked with a lot of wealthy individuals, seeing like the dot-com bubbles, GameStop, all of that mm -hmm. different stuff, it's not about timing the market, but it's about time in the market. And essentially what that means is that don't try to pick it out. The best investment decision, regardless of what asset class it is, Maybe not cryptos, that still take a little bit of time, but like just traditional asset classes is getting invested as soon as you can. Yeah. So taking the knowledge that I know now, mm. the money that I was probably spending on like J's and all of that stuff, I would probably spend a little bit more money like investing in, in the market. But I was so scared because it wasn't something that was common in my household or a language that I would probably do that. But taking it to even another extent, I probably would have started purchasing real estate a lot a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I say that is because now that I think about it, it's like I had tuition cover, but I was also getting loans. Mm -hmm. Student loans are very, very, very low interest uh, debt and mm -hmm. they were paying my housing. I could have definitely got a duplex somewhere, mm -hmm. stayed in one and rented it out. Yes. One of my analysts, he's uh, a black analyst that lives in Arizona. He's actually doing that right now. This dude just graduated from college and has nice. a house. Nice. Um, and he's staying in one of the units and renting it out to other people and he's making an additional income on the side. Yep. And I'm saying he's, he's way farther than I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like well. understanding that earlier on, like I would have definitely start investing in real estate, even if I was had a work study job because I had the means to do it. And I could have rented it, rented it out. Like college housing is probably like one of the best things that you could because you know they're always going to need it. That's so that's probably my two cents. Look, man, that's dope. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, you know, coming from Vegas to L.A., your busy schedule and being a powerful member of, of this conversation that we've had today. No doubt, no doubt. I appreciate you, Michael, you. you know, all that you do within the organization and outside the organization. My man, Big C. <laughs> I'm here, Mark baby. C. I'm here, baby. <laughs> Brother, without any any kind of paraphernalia on Just as much impact, though, this baby. This is what we do, <laughs> This is what we do. Yes, it is. You yes, know, it is. growing Hotel with you and yes, seeing where we've become. Yes, it this is. This is what we do. This is you beautiful. Know? So for all of those who are watching, thank you for joining. Please look forward to upcoming episodes of How with Halter, Helping Others Win. We'll see you soon. Take care.